Good evening, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Under the Scope podcast, uh, where we discuss music. I am your host, as always, Will Brost, and calling in, once again, the lovely Patrick Anderson. Hey, hey. Hey, how's it going? It's pretty good. Yeah. Ready to get this podcast over with so I can finish my God of War. (laughs) (laughs) So you bought God of War today. What is the estimate on how long you've played it today? Um, probably like, probably like three hours, three or four hours. Okay, that's that's actually not as bad as I was expecting, but still, it's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, I had to take a break for shopping purposes, but <laughs> did you need to buy like and, more batteries for your controller or something? And, yeah, right. <laughs> I had to go buy God of War posters. <laughs> really? Oh, this is so good. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. All right. So. Yeah, we'll 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 get this podcast over with so you can get back to that, and uh, I can get back to taking a nap. Oh, nice. Yeah, right. Um, so this time we're talking about rap sensation Cardi B, which is I'm not sure what B is short for or what her actual name is, but Cardi B is how I'll refer to her throughout the rest of this podcast. Um, yeah, what is her actual name? I'm not sure, but while I give an introduction, I will look it up. Uh, I'll kind of, let's see. Do, 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 filling time, filling time. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. Bel, wow. Belcalis Almanzar. Whew. Yeah, was not expecting that. She is a month older than I am. Um, so she's out here making money moves, and I'm talking about said money moves on a podcast and we're the same age so same kind of same kind of status then yeah oh yeah i mean how's her podcast doing (laughs) so uh so yeah all right so here's some more background on cardi b um i'm sure everyone kind of knows who she is at this point or at least has a general understanding i mean if you're listening to this podcast and you're the kind of guy who's like Oh, well, thanks for covering Mount Erie a couple episodes ago, but I have no idea who Cardi B is. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know who you are if that's if, 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 if that's what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so uh yeah, Cardi B, uh she's a New York City-based rapper. Uh she has a a pretty small background given that this is her debut album. Um but much of her public background is as a stripper which i only make note of because it's a pretty relevant aspect of her music um she also has starred on the reality tv series love and hip-hop which is apparently a show that people watch i'm unfamiliar with it (laughs) (laughs) have you ever seen that love and hip-hop do you know what that is i know about it but i've never heard it i've heard (laughs) (laughs) wow i just contradicted myself (laughs) know about it but i've never heard of it <laughs> well i i've heard of it no, but i've never seen it i've yeah. never watched it yeah but i've 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 heard about it yeah so um so yeah so she was on that uh she released the single bodak yellow last year uh which was not only the first single from a solo female rapper to top the billboard hot 100 since lauren hill uh which was like 20 years ago or so um, but it was also probably the biggest song of last year, period. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of a safe a safe bet. Um, so this debut album, Invasion of Privacy, debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. Uh, it's received notable acclaim, including 
uh, 8.7 best new music from Pitchfork, uh, 4 out of 5 from both Rolling Stone and Guardian, uh, 7 out of 10 from Fantano, B plus from Consequence of Sound, and uh, <laughs> and it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's all a noise for that. Yeah, I mean, just the great B plus. What does that mean? All right. Uh, and an overall Metacritic rating of 84 out of 100, which is pretty dang good. Um, yeah. Notable features on this record include SZA, Migos, Chance the Rapper, uh, Kidlani, 21 Savage, 21, and YG. Uh, she was recently named one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People in the World, um, as were Justin Trudeau and Kim Jong-un, so take that how you will. Uh <laughs> so uh all right i'll stop with ranting and whatnot uh what did you think of invasion of privacy um the hype is a little crazy about it but i understand uh why why it is the way it is because it's like um pretty impressive i think right away uh listening through to it like because it's so she's so aggressive with her delivery it's like it, it automatically strikes a chord in that way but i don't know the second half of this thing just is so forgettable like after after the first two or i don't know like there's like after the first three songs like there's just like not a lot in here that's like working that well for me like it's fine it sounds like the it sounds kind of like the good parts of culture two mm. were just taken out and put into an album almost and then some of the some of the better songs like um like get up 10 the opener and uh and um i like it are uh like some of those are some standouts for me um and those like come through as as really impressive and creative trap songs but the thing with trap is, like, I can't, I can't get over just how samey this stuff is. Mm. You know, this it's like, like it, it just it makes everything like blend together in like this indecipherable mess almost. <laughs> and like, I don't know, it, it, I don't know. It's just like it just there's a lot of it just a lot of repetition going on, and it like it kind of drives me crazy. Yeah, here's a here's kind of my thesis um cardi b's remarkable debut uh places her without a doubt in the pantheon of great rappers or no wait that's uh that's the pitchfork review let me uh let me uh <laughs> well so, that's our review right that's how i always <laughs> review <options. laughs> no i think uh i mean i generally agree with pretty much everything you said um I think surprise, surprise. Right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Whoa, that's a new thing for this podcast. Um, but even more so this time, I, I think you pretty much took what I said, which I took what Pitchfork said. So, um, no, but, but no, you're you're right because uh, hip hop is my favorite genre, and while I say that, a lot of trap rap that is popular right now, I'm not going to go on this real rap thing, but a lot of it can sound samey even if i find it enjoyable um and it can sound lazy as well because a lot yeah. of the flows are pretty relaxed um or they're drenched in vocal effects 
to where you don't it kind of washes the aggression out of it but i think she sets herself apart in a good way by being overly aggressive like this is like meek mill level aggression over trap beats which i usually enjoy like i enjoy meek mill i enjoy a lot of these loud bombastic rappers uh the intro especially um get up 10 i'm not the first one to make this point which (laughs) kind of is a detriment to the song if everyone's drawing the same comparison but it is very similar to the meek mill uh dreams and nightmares intro from his mixtape where he kind of starts off with this i don't know if you've heard it it's actually Uh it's a pretty good song it's probably the best thing meek mill's ever done um but it's this kind of autobiographical track with these kind of slow pianos and then halfway through the energy picks up and it's it's a beat switch but it's not so drastic of a beat switch anyway the the similar thing going on here right okay um yeah right she actually had some lines on this song that i was like she can rap like she has some yeah yeah pretty decent lines like she says something um uh, she went from WIC to LIT, like WIC, the uh, the federal aid program, to LIT, at LIT as in lighting a candle wick or whatever. I thought that was clever. Yeah, and yeah. She, yeah, she said something about uh, the thing on her hip, whipping people into shape, call it a waist trainer or something like that. I was like, this is yeah. nice. And then she said, uh, I came here to ball, is you nuts? I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. This is a... Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, she's got she's got more of those on here than the than the lines that are like, oh shit, like those are actually like pretty like awesome lines. Right, right. And just in general, I I was surprised at I think how well she could rap. Not because yeah. you know, I mean, I was pretty unfamiliar with her outside of Bodak Yellow, and I thought that was when I first heard it, I was um not too impressed. I didn't get the hype. But that song yeah. grew on me over time. I don't. It's such a weird thing to have that I, kind of a song grow on you. Um, yeah. Okay. That song, like, because that's like, I mean, that's everybody knows that song. That song is ridiculous. Like, it's so yeah. big. It, it, even um, if you don't recognize the song title or like, my mom probably knows what this song is. She's probably heard it somewhere. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But. So the thing with that song is like I feel like it's undeniably like a hit and like mm. a chart a chart topper and just a club banger. You know, like it's undeniably that and it's and it's it's one of those songs that like I feel like it's kind of a no-brainer like you see or you hear it and you're like that's something that's going to last for a long time in like clubs and bars and things like that. Mm. So that's the appreciation I have for it. But the thing is, like, songs like that, like, there's a very distinct formula to them a lot of times, and this very much follows that mm-hmm. formula, but it does it, it executes it in a really efficient way. So, like, I have appreciation for it, but it's like, it sounds like a machine made it, basically. Mm. Yeah, I think... You know, like... Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, I think the beat, especially, was something that I found pretty generic at first. Uh, it sounded... While it sounded good, it sounded something you might just find on some random SoundCloud page, you know. Just yeah, like, here's freestyle beat number one on SoundCloud, uh, you know, <laughs> right? Featuring yeah. hi hats, and it, so that's the the kind of feeling I got from it at first. But it the long the more I've listened to it, the more I just appreciate it as something that was as well executed in that style as it could possibly be. I think. Yeah. 
Um, so I don't want to. At at first, I think I discredited her as being kind of bland. But the more I listened to that song, the more I liked it. So I ended up actually being pretty excited for this record. And as you mentioned, the uh, the first half of this is significantly better than the second half. Um, yeah. It's just, once you hit, let me take a look at this track list here. Honestly, once you hit Ring, yeah, including that song, but every song after that as well is either bad or just forgettable. I think yeah, just not like not necessary. It feels like yeah. And you said something. Uh, it's like you took the good parts of Culture Two and put it on a thing. And we talked about this on our Quarter Two podcast or Quarter One podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what they should do. They should have just made you know taken mm-hmm. eight eight songs off of this, made a. And same here. I think this, if this was cut down to seven or eight tracks, honestly, if you just stop after song seven or whatever, add a closer. Yeah, I'm good with that. That's I think that's a much better record. Um, but yeah, at what point did yeah. you did you kind of lose interest? I mean, so I think that yeah, eight definitely like ring is definitely the point where you're. Because after that, I mean, like, God, like, I can't even tell you the difference right now between <laughs> Moneybag and She Bad and Through oh. Your Phone. Like, I can't even tell you the difference. Between, really? I can tell you the difference between Party or Cardi because 21 Savage has, like, the <laughs> laziest verse I've ever heard in my life on there. Can we talk about him real quick, though? <laughs> Dude, I just, like, I couldn't believe it. It's, it's, here's the thing. I, uh, <clears throat> This is gonna be like take away my backpacker card moment or whatever. The the yeah. the more I listen to Twenty One Savage, the the more I I like him because he does not change his flow on any verse. Period. <laughs> yeah, like he's he's completely uncompromising yeah. in the oh, sense God. that he's just not going to change his creative ideas. Yeah, it's like he just raps like this, and then he sounded really lazy. Twenty One, you know, 21. just every time. <laughs> And uh, but but this song I thought he was hilarious. He was talking about uh, uh, tell the waitress I ain't tipping. I like hot sauce on my chicken. And then he's like, I head back uh, to the house and put hot sauce on her titties. Twenty one or something like that. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I like how you like how he gives that twenty one. Like <laughs> every time, it is so funny to me. But yeah, he's and he's just saying it so. It's hilarious, but he's not saying it with any emotion. It's just pure deadpan, and I can yeah. actually appreciate oh, it. Yeah, my <laughs> sperm worth millions. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> like, Ron's like, there's I've, no way that's true. I, I, I wrote that down. I was like, oh my God! It's like, uh, I get his that's point. That's something but... he walked in. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna say that. <laughs> Twenty one. <laughs> yeah, I love him. I, I actually, I mean. I really like Twenty One Savage now. I I don't want to hear a full project from him, but I'm always happy to see him. Like I liked him on the Migos album. I like him here. Um, but as far as some of the other songs you mentioned about not being able to distinguish them, I can distinguish them, but they're they're all bad in distinguishing different ways. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, okay. So what I mean by that is mm-hmm. like the fact that like they're super forgettable. Like mm-hmm. all of them mm-hmm. are super forgettable. Okay. Yeah. Like there's not, there's there's not much to talk about through eight through thirteen. Right. 
because it's like you know all these things sound just very half-assed or not half-assed maybe it's just like maybe maybe they just feel like um just completely unnecessary basically oh yeah because she sounds like she's like pretty much giving it her all but like only in form of only in the form of like her delivery that's why i think that like she's able to sell this because she's got such an awesome way of delivering her lyrics because she's super aggressive and you can hear a lot of character in her voice mm-hmm. so it, it it like it draws it immediately draws you in if somebody else like were delivering lines like like this like on you know on Moneybag or something like that. Like, if somebody's delivering the same lyrics that she's delivering on Moneybag, like, this song would be one of the dumbest songs to- of the yeah to- of the year, you know. But like, she, her the way that she's the way that Cardi B is able to like aggressively voice this stuff is that's I feel like that's the only reason why these things work at all. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, while she has good lines here and there, I think everything that makes her a good rapper is personality and, uh, just this, I guess, bombastic nature. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're yeah, right. It's, yeah. It's, it's super charismatic. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And but, ton of energy, you know, stuff like that. Uh, her flows are pretty good, but if, I don't know if she has a ghostwriter or if she writes her own stuff, but if she wrote this for someone else, just your generic trap rapper, then this whole thing would be pretty forgettable. Right. Um, But as is, we have, I think there's some highlights, and it's not a coincidence that a lot of the highlights for me are the songs that have these more aggressive beats behind them, uh, because I think her voice matches those better. Um, you already mentioned the intro. Uh, yeah. I like that, or is it? I like it, or I, yeah, I like it. Whatever. I like it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like it like that. Yeah. Yeah. S- same kind of thing where it's this trap beat, but it has a lot of Spanish influence with it. Um, it has yeah. some horns in it. It's very aggressive, and I think that encourages her to just be as nasty with her delivery as she wants to be. It's just yeah. It, it, she sounds very confident on tracks like that. She's uh, super good at uh, on this track. Like this showcases her flow really well too. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The beat on here, like it really showcases her flow, and it's really percussive and quick. And it's it's like this is like a blast. It sounds like she's having a, just a blast recording this. Yeah, she's um, uh, during the hook. She like starts doing these ad libs in the middle of what she's supposed to be saying and it's just sounds like she's having a ton of fun and it ends up being pretty contagious excuse me yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) contagious contagious (laughs) (laughs) uh and uh anyway yeah um, I like the I like the um, Spanish verses on here too because like they I mean they were i don't you know obviously understand what they're saying immediately but they work um in in the uh like in the context of the beat really really well um and her ad-libs in between make make it like super super fun mm-hmm. so this is i think this is probably like by far my favorite song interesting on the album okay. just because like it sounds it sounds like this is this this sounds to me like what um like her having the most 
fun and being the most in the moment on any of the tracks on this album i you know what i mean yeah oh for sure and uh, (laughs) uh i haven't heard a latin trap song ever except for um that migos track uh narcos or whatever oh yeah off the culture too <laughs> right. yeah which that yeah. song comes off as uh very like borderline cultural appropriation that that song yeah. to, but the, the difference is and again this is kind of the difference between her and the rest of the playing field in rap right now is she has the energy to make that track work whereas migos is just kind of like they're being lazy and uh they're just kind of mumbling they they throw out some Spanish words every now and then to kind of make the song make sense. Um. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it has no real purpose though. Exactly. Like, they, might, s- they might as well have not even done that. Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's yeah. so, it's the laziest example of like, uh, of, of like, Oh, Hey, like we know that Pablo Escobar was Spanish. <laughs> so we're just going to throw out like me gusta throughout. The, you know? <laughs> I like. <laughs> Speaking of Migos, uh, how useless were they on this record? Dude, I I said I said in my notes on here, uh, all I wrote was another average Migos song. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it. This sounds just basically like it's another throwaway track from Culture too. Exactly. It, it's thank God we got them, seeing as we only got twenty four songs from them like two months ago. <laughs> yeah right yeah exactly but the, the, i've been i've been just dying to hear more yeah. I, and i don't want to just shit on migos the entire project or uh, entire podcast um but it's uh when you feature migos an entire rap group not just like featuring quavo or you know when you feature migos <laughs> or offset i mean <laughs> yeah or you're right and put the pussy on offset uh, it just sounds like a, a migos song featuring cardi b um, mm-hmm. Which I think a lot of these features, despite Cardi B's like, you know, outgoing and uh, aggressive personality, I do think uh, the features kind of take over on a lot of these songs. Mm. Um, like for example, the the Chance song. It, I I yeah. kind of think of that as like a Chance the Rapper song. Oh, and oh, yeah, here's a Cardi B verse kind of laced in. I, I feel like she's more, her personality shines more so on songs where it's just her, if that what makes sense. What do you sense. think of, yeah, what do you think of that? Because I wanted to ask you about that. What do you think of Chance's verse on that? Like, I felt like, um, I felt like he just didn't fit at all inside of this that track. The the, the beat was pretty weird for him because he's been you know he's been doing this quirky gospel route lately. Yeah, uh, and even when he's not doing that, he's usually over some genuinely or generally pretty odd production. But for a song like this to just throw Chance the Rapper on, like that, there's Is- yeah. It's like this trap song, and he's doing these ab ab the skirt skirt like he's doing that yeah. that ad lib, uh, like all over this uh, song, and it, it it just feels weird. Like it like mm-hmm. I, I feel like he just like he doesn't really know what he's doing when, and it, and she's got a like big names on here. She could have gotten someone delivery like, in such a more oh. aggressive flow. They just don't really 
work that doesn't balance each other out it just feels like opposite people to do a to do a song together and it just they just didn't work at all right and and i was gonna say with that like she could have gotten someone like uzi vert or uh you know i mean there's a million rappers that would have made more sense on this album that she hadn't yeah. used yet his his verse like just taking his verse uh it was his flows were all over the place which i guess makes sense <laughs> given that like he doesn't naturally fit over a beat like this um but overall i i guess i enjoyed it i thought that the line he says in the chorus where it's like uh turning l's into lessons i was like oh that's you know that's gonna be quoted on twitter like a billion times you know yeah you're uh, right yeah and and here uh on this song cardi b has the line uh you a pussy and a rat tom and jerry which i was like oh, that's okay you know right. yeah that's okay it's like, <laughs> it's like, I'm like eh, okay i don't hate it but she probably could have tried harder on that it's kind of like uh... <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, okay i wanted to point out this one because i wrote down chances yes, light yes. on here this is i think my inevitable favorite part of the podcast is anytime we break down these lyrics doing like these trap albums it's like you always find gold mines with lyrics <laughs> on there you just like why like why say that i I love it i love it but uh chances you don't like winning i can see it in your tie i'm like oh oh, wow i i didn't even notice that yeah i'm like what does that even mean that's the most forced double entendre no one has yeah i've ever heard like like, what do you mean you can see it in the tie that I'm wearing and the tie that I just right. got? Yeah. Like, it just, it just, like. yeah, for for it to be a proper double entendre, there also has to be some sort of meaning if you were to imply the phrase as tie as the clothing. Like, if I said, if I looked at you wearing a tie and said, I, what is it? I'm... Uh, you're t- you must not like winning yeah okay so you must not like winning i can see it in your tie now if winning also had a double meaning to where it relates to the clothing tie <laughs> then you could kind of pull that off that's uh, <laughs> it doesn't it's like this it, that's like a bad like like the dude at the party just saying like this stupid joke yeah and everybody's just like dude what like, you, you know what the depth of the, the depth of that line is uh it, it's really it just boils down to uh, the word tie has another meaning and that meaning is uh, a clothing article and that's yeah like, right yeah that's that's like uh that absol uh from the the black panther soundtrack uh uh you go meet jamaica i won't say it in patois like <laughs> yeah, the only right, point of yeah. that line is your maker kind of sounds like jamaica doesn't it you know and that's, that's pretty much the whole point and saying yeah exactly yeah How, like, it feels like he really wanted to like he thought of that and he's like i really want to say that but i can't really <laughs> figure out a way to do it when he got in the studio he's like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna <laughs> say it <laughs> oh my god dude that's I, I can't believe i didn't um point that one out Th- there's one on money bag i wanted to point out which yeah to your point and I agree, but I'll expand on that. This is the most forgettable song on the record. It's there's nothing oh. exceptional, exceptional, Jesus, exceptional <laughs> about it. Um, but she says uh, she has this line where she says, "They salty, they sodium, they jelly, petroleum." Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh my Christ! How many more songs do we have <laughs> on this record?" 
and and again with this and i don't want to make this whole podcast a a a lyric thing she has a line on this song where she shouts out beyonce and uh when i first listened to this record i was like and i got to this song i'm like wait didn't she already shout out beyonce so i looked this up she shouts out beyonce on three separate songs and on one of the songs, it's I think it's part of the hook. That's a bit excessive, don't you think? Like for someone yeah, who's and Chance shouts out Beyonce, yeah, Chance, on his song yeah, too, yeah, right. And it's just for someone not involved with this record whatsoever. To, I don't, I, I don't know. I like one shout out is fine. It's a, it's a nitpick, and it doesn't affect my score or opinion of the <laughs> album at all. I just wanted to point it out. Wow, she really likes I, Beyonce. I didn't notice that. That it wasn't as annoying to me as I guess it is for you. Oh. But I didn't really notice it. But now that you're saying it, it does seem a little bit excessive. <laughs> yeah, I'm like uh, three separate songs. She shouts out Beyonce. Chance like, that's like, Beyonce. It's, it's like saying, Beyonce, please, please do a song. <laughs> right, with right. Me. It, it sounds like some Stan stuff. Um, but yeah. I, were there any other songs that you liked on this? Um, besides Get Up 10 and I Like It. Yeah. I, I mean, I, like, there's most of the songs, like, other than that have moments here and there that are like that are good but like those are like the only two songs honestly that i'm like those are good songs okay yeah um be careful is okay okay i think that it's yeah uh, but it's like it's like kind of corny too here's and that's how i feel about all these songs that she's trying to do like these personal things on yes yeah let's talk about like yeah because she's got what how many songs like three two or three yeah, you got through your phone. Be careful. Ring, I think, is ring, along the yeah. same lines. Yeah, ring is ring is a complete like rip off of like Drake and Nicki Minaj. I mean, like, is it, it really? Might as well. Well, it sounds like it, don't you think? I get. I mean, what what song are you thinking of? Or are you thinking of a specific song? I'm just thinking of the style. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not talking about a specific song. I just mean like it sounds like something that like. Drake and Nicki Minaj recorded a song together and then just threw it away and, and Cardi B like picked up the scraps and that's what Ring is. <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, Ring... Because it's, uh, it's so corny. It's just like... <laughs> well, this is somehow our friend Colin's favorite song on the record. I, I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Uh-huh, yeah, he's all about it. <laughs> no, this, this, this song... Well, it's got that catchy chorus, so... <laughs> and, and that's my problem with this thing is... The song is less than three minutes, but we get the chorus like four or five times, and it's a pretty mm-hmm. repetitive chorus at that. Like the chorus itself kind of loops over itself a few times, so, and uh, and that's kind of another example of where this feels like a Kilani track, and then oh here's a Cardi B verse to kind of uh, alleviate some of the the Kalani ness of the song. <laughs> Kalani, yeah, the Kalani. But yeah, okay. So the, the the three songs you mentioned: "Be Careful," "Ring," and um, what's the one toward the end? "Through Your Phone." Yeah, through your phone. She goes down this uh, this more R and B style uh, with these songs. Uh, she sings a little bit more on these songs, or at least her rapping is a little more melodic. Uh, on these tracks because they are personal they are generally dealing with relationships whether it's uh um 
you know, I look, I looked through your phone and I have some trust issues with you now, or, um, you know, you better stop sleeping around with other women or I might leave you stuff like that. Um, yeah, but, but with that, the style that she puts with these song topics, this more R and B poppy does not work for me. Um, Whereas some songs on here are forgettable, I'm generally not a fan of those three tracks, period. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I, I think I yeah. like I think I like the idea of what she was trying... I think she executed it best at first on Be Careful. Mm-hmm. And then the other two songs... Be Careful is the like, best of the three. I'll give you that. Yeah, and then it sounds like the other two songs are like... Uh, are like basically like the watered down versions of each other on mm-hmm. on the album they're like you know it, it sounds and it's so clunky in between it it's like it's like uh somebody told her like there's like this formula that you have to have where you have mm-hmm. this personal song then you do a couple trap hype bangers then you have your another personal song a couple features another banger and then you do your last personal song and then close it out yes that's like you know that's and it, and it feels like she's like oh okay i gotta do that and she did but it like it sound they all sound very uninspired i and yeah. i think they get worse and worse as you go too i well no ring is the worst i think yeah, the, yeah i i don't know man that's tough through your phone versus ring but not only not only do i agree with you but i was going to make a similar point um there's this trope in hip-hop that you don't see as much anymore but especially in the 90s and rappers that have made later albums but they kind of came up in the 90s they kind of stick with this trope these these hard rappers these uh you know these more aggressive street rappers they'll have their album be pretty hard for the most part and then they'll sprinkle in a song or two that's like them showing their emotional side toward the end and this used to feature like you know some random r&b singer on the hook Uh and, and it was always just like the most corny song on the record or if it wasn't corny it still didn't really fit uh, like there's this ghost face song on the fish scale album this is just the example that's coming to mind but it's like this really soft dedication to his mother which is sweet you know that's awesome but it it doesn't fit at all on the record and i think she kind of yeah. does something similar where it's like okay i've rapped about you know how i'm better than all of these other rappers uh, i've got all this money i'm going to show my emotional side on this song because that's what's expected of me maybe um, that that's kind of the feeling I got with these tracks. It it felt yeah. It's like yeah. It's like the most. It's like the most obvious concept for an album. Exactly. Yeah. It like you said, formulaic. Like it's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it, not only did I not care for the songs musically, but I felt like oh, this is just. I think she doesn't sound like she's comfortable on these songs. To where I'm thinking she just included them because. Um, she felt obligated to because these songs aren't going to yeah. be hits i don't think uh i would imagine not i mean like they're probably like twitter hits right i don't you know yeah i don't think they're gonna hit like the song with migos i think could be a hit or even the song with chance could be a hit but i don't see through your phone like making the radio or whatever um yeah, but, yeah. i don't I, I don't know I, I I feel like I like the idea of it because she's such a strong 
fig- like female figure in the entertainment world and music world mm-hmm. that like I think the idea behind it was like her her to like you know kind of give a perspective on this thing that's really humanizing and everybody deals with to a certain extent and like give her give like an empowering like sort of uh uh i don't know give give like sort of an empowering song to for people to to be inspired by or whatever motivated by mm-hmm. and that's a but the thing yeah. is that's like what literally everybody tries to do when they create stuff like that so like it's mm-hmm. and i feel like people are getting too wrapped up in the fact that cardi b is a really important figure um like an important female figure in the entertainment industry but i feel like it's just like that doesn't that doesn't mean that she's not going to create some corny shit on right right on her album right you know it's like the same thing with like logic's 1-800 the uh, you know the suicide prevention song yeah it's like that's a great idea and it's great message but that's like the most like just tone deaf and corny way of executing it possible i love that he had that idea mm-hmm. but i do not like the way that it's executed it's the, kind of the same thing here like you know yeah i think i think like you, i want to like it but i can't you just uh either intentionally or unintentionally just eviscerated macklemore's entire career just now i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you picked up on that but the whole time i'm like yeah this is another macklemore oh yeah it's kind of like this macklemore song oh it's like that one also the white privilege one. Oh, the same level right. one also yeah good ideas but wow uh, <laughs> um so i do kind of because you mentioned it i do kind of want to talk about uh what she means to the I guess the the hip hop culture right now, and it's this 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 is, might be a little mini rant, so excuse me, but the way female rappers are treated in hip hop uh, has always kind of struck a nerve with me uh, because it's maybe outside of metal, uh, it's like the biggest boys club of a genre there is, um, and not only is it a boys club, but that the men often over sexualize the uh you know this isn't new news you know it's rappers yeah they the way they talk about women in their songs is often overly sexual right right so although i think it's empowering for a lot of people that cardi b sexualizes her lyrics part of me is kind of disappointed not for her i mean this is all her choice she can do what she wants but just as a fan seeing the way female rappers have been treated it it's almost as if you need to sexualize your music or else you're not going to reach popularity in hip-hop if you're a woman like it, i feel like if you sexualize your lyrics or I feel that you need to sexualize your lyrics or there's this pressure to sexualize your lyrics if you want to be successful in hip-hop music if you're a woman. Yeah. Um, and while I think it's awesome that Cardi B chooses to do so because it, you know, that's awesome. Like, back when Trina was doing something similar, there was a lot of, uh, in Little Kim, there was a lot of confusion because it's like, well, wait, don't don't you kind of find it disrespectful but no that they they embrace that about themselves and they put it out there boldly. it's awesome um but just think of 
I, I've been thinking of kind of the, the women that have been the most prominent women in rap over the past few years or so. It's always someone that is gen- generally considered attractive, generally raps about how attractive they are. It's just kind of appealing to this male yeah. demographic. Was, yeah, yeah, right. So, and, and marketed in a way of uh, of like sexually empowering for females too, which is fine because I'm sure that it is too. Mm-hmm, sure, yeah. You know, because like there there is a whole, you know, uh, there is a whole thing with that, and I and that's great. But like, yeah, you're right. Like, it's like it's it's like that's the only way like you can only be okay with with um with your message being like oh i'm empowering women's sexuality like if you're somebody that's just like no i don't really want to do that i just want to rap about like you know i don't know like if you're like uh no name or something yeah you know and you want to just rap like (laughs) about like uh mental health or your idols or you know other stuff like that like things like that it's like okay well you'll be a nice indie rapper yeah 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 it's like i feel like so what's the biggest name to come out of female rappers that hasn't been like overly sexualized is it like missy elliott maybe that's a very good example um the i'm trying to think i mean i I guess lauren hill but she's also more of a i mean she came up I mean, she's she's obviously a rapper, but her most famous solo album is more so an R and B album, um, right? So it's it's kind of it's kind of fishy. But ultimately, my my thing boils down to it's cool that Cardi B does rap about what she raps about, but I hate that there's this sort of external pressure to do so or this obligation to do so. Uh, but yeah, using an example you just mentioned, if the No Name album, if all the production was there. And it was wrapped by someone like Chance the Rapper, who kind of fits over similar production. I think the album would have been a lot more popular. Um, even yeah. though I wouldn't consider Chance to be much of a better ra- or a better rapper at all than No Name. Um, and just other examples that come to mind, you know, Rhapsody, Jean Grey. These are rappers that rap about things that men rap about and get more popularity for. Now I realize musically. No Name, Rhapsody, Jean Grey, whoever, they're not doing what's trendy musically right now, so that's not helping them. But I think there is this sort of stigma against what you talk about if you're a female artist. Um, and this this other kind of thought I had regarding gender and hip-hop, there's always this... Um, it's almost as if being a woman... that like That's a separate lane of hip-hop. Like You have your trap hip-hop you have your conscious hip-hop your gangster rap and then you have like oh this is female rap and because of that there seems to be only room for one in the mainstream at a time uh when this came out this cardi b record or as she was gaining popularity i know she and Nicki minaj are having beef or whatever but there was a lot of discussion on oh what does this mean for Nicki minaj's career um, and it's something that you saw when Nicki Minaj came up. It's like, oh, what does this mean for female rapper X's career? And it seems as if there's only room for one or maybe two female rappers in the mainstream at one time. It's as if there's this industry built or 
this sort of expectation to pit female rappers against each other just because yeah. there's only room enough for one in the spotlight. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what you thought about that. But. That's a yeah. That's a really good point because you never because because yeah. That's something that like is almost unconsciously you think of um, like oh shit, Cardi B's about to take Nicki Minaj's spot, but you don't think of like it in the same terms of male rappers like right. Uh, like oh, when Drake's coming up, oh Drake's about to take Kanye West's spot in the top, you know. Yeah, or, and, and our know, reaction or, would be like, "Oh, Kanye West might be taking over in popularity, in popularity, but he's not really going anywhere. We're still gonna treat Kanye like he's this mainstream success story." Yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, you don't have that same sort of you. It's the same sort of uh, intensity with. Yeah, that's that. That is kind of that's kind of ridiculous too. It's kind of weird. That like that yeah. happens. I'm just thinking about that now. Yeah, it's like because yeah. there's been a lot of people on the social media and, uh, and Reddit and all over the place that mm-hmm. that talk about this album like like that. Like, oh, is Nicki Minaj is going to have to come back with something? Right, right, and uh, and, and, and even and, yeah, and, uh, even less like even stuff I've thought about. Stuff I didn't think was malicious or anything with my intention, but just something as I caught, I was questioning. It's like, oh, when was the last uh, time I enjoyed a, f- a rap album by a, a woman this much? And then I kind of caught myself like, wait, why am I just comparing this album to every other rap album created by a woman? Like, yeah, it's, it's this internal thing that I could do better at surely i'm not perfect but i think the culture in general the big boys club that is hip-hop needs to do better with as well um so i didn't want to end this podcast before i shared all my thoughts about that but if you had any more thoughts on the record itself before we went to final thoughts um you have any or um no not really we kind of covered most of it um yeah, we covered like pretty pretty much every song. Yeah, not not um, a lot of deep stuff here. Uh, one song we did all the stuff yeah. that was necessary, I think, to talk about at least. Yeah, I'll just quickly throw out. Uh, we didn't talk about my favorite song. Um, it's nothing like she doesn't do anything exceptional on this song, but it's just well executed. Uh, Bickenhead. It's like, oh okay. Yeah, it's I one. I just I love that pod, uh, Project Pat sample. Anytime I hear that, that's awesome. The the all right, all right, I love that. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's from a song Chicken Head by Project Pat. So that's Oh, yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. But yeah, it's just uh, you know, great beat, great flow, fun song. It showcases that she's at her best when she's energetic and aggressive. Um but yeah, I think after that, it's not like we're decoding Plato here. I mean, I think we talked about a lot of <laughs> I think we're uh, we've we've covered a lot. Are you kidding me? It. Yeah. Did you not listen to <laughs> My bad bitch at the bake without no makeup. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. What is that? That was amazing. You just kind of whipped that out. I was not expecting that. <laughs> what did you think uh, of the existentialism in uh, the chorus? What is off, like, it, admittedly a pretty terrible chorus, uh, the YG chorus, where she, where he, uh, so bluntly says, dad ass, dad ass, she bad, she bad. <laughs> now, 
how does that connect us to reality? You know, <laughs> the is is it is it more pulled from the ethos of man? Yeah. Or yeah, would it be more of? All right, I don't even want to do. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, we're forgetting about Gucci bag, Gucci bag, Gucci bag, Fendi bag. Yes. Prada bag, Louis bag, and then back to Gucci bag, Gucci bag. I mean, come on now. <laughs> how, many, how many bags do you need? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, and just because I think it's the one song we haven't talked about yet, The Closer with SZA, it's okay. It doesn't, oh. it doesn't feel like a closer, though. It, like, it's, Yeah, it's... it's I, honestly, like, she should have just made through your phone the closer like it feels more yeah. like a closer than i do does well she should have made i like it the closer and then just got rid of the, <laughs> the second yeah half right exactly yeah but uh the they she has a line on here uh leave his texts on red leave his balls on blue i'm like i kind of like that that's all right i'm okay with that <laughs> yeah it's just, that's but that's the extent of the lyrics on here it's mostly like i'm okay with that yeah you know it's like oh that was actually kind of good you know um but yeah that's uh so that's invasion of privacy cardi b uh mm-hmm. let's uh let's do some final thoughts i suppose you go first because i always go first on my uh like coming in so you should go first like going oh, out yeah that's a good point um yeah Oh, okay. With pleasure. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm actually you just wait. Were you just waiting for me to to yeah. talk so you could just say, "Oh, ditto," and then we close out the podcast. <laughs> ditto. Just. <laughs> All right. I'll keep this kind of quick because I know you have some God of War to play. Um, yeah. I think I think I sounded more negative in the review than I actually feel about this record, only because this type of record is my favorite to nitpick. You know, kind of the mainstream rap record with some lazy lyrics is my absolute favorite uh, to cover on a podcast. So I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna tear it apart uh, more so than uh, I genuinely feel about it. Um, she has this line on the somewhere on the record uh, where she says like, "My 15 minutes lasted long as hell" or something like that. And when she said that, I kind of realized. Uh, it's pretty safe to say at this point she isn't a total flash in the pan, right? She isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, assuming she's going to be around for a while, I think it's important that she has developed a style that has set herself apart from her contemporaries. Uh, she has this uh, this boldness and this this vibrancy that you don't always get with trap music, which is much appreciated and much needed. Um, this album uh, is generally pretty highly celebrated. Um, I didn't love it as much. So how do I think she can improve, right? If I'm going to rate it less than a 10, I should give some signs of improvement. Right. Uh, or just say, fuck it. You're <laughs> just, no, you can't get better. I just hate your music. Blah. Zero. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I think she could show more consistency. Um, I think she could vary her song topics, um, which I don't think we talked much about, but she does spend much of the record discussing uh, how much she's being hated on, 
how she's better than her competition, uh, how she went from rags to riches, how attractive she is, how much money she has, just a bunch of very cliched topics that get exhausted by the end of the record. Um, additionally, I think she could improve some of her R&B and pop ideas. Uh, I have other complaints as well, but they're pretty minuscule. Uh, generally, I was pretty surprised by this record, honestly. Uh, I wrongfully assumed that she would be this sort of flavor of the month personality hype. Uh, but now I'm actually pretty interested to see where she goes from here. Uh, I find it pretty important that, as we discussed, this underrepresented demographic in hip-hop once again has this uh, has someone at the top of the game uh, that they can identify with and relate to. I think that's important. Um, overall, musically, uh, we've discussed why but I find it to be pretty hit or miss, uh, with many of the misses coming in the latter half of the record. Uh, six out of ten. I'll go that. Okay. Yeah. Um, nice. Those, uh, I like that a lot. So I yeah. I agree with you on the on the fact that I'm I'm really interested to see where she goes forward from here, and I think that it's like a super promising. Mm -hmm. debut album um especially in this genre that's like that's very it, it's i mean it's it's very uh uh hard to it's hard to make a mark in a genre like this like trap rap um because there's so much of it that just sounds exactly the same and indiscernible from the next thing so i'm really excited to see her going forward because i think that there's a lot of really good things that she has going in here specifically the way that she's able to deliver lines and her flow i think she's got a really solid um hold on on how she communicates her lyrics mm -hmm. uh, which is a really important thing because like i'm not a huge i'm not against ghostwriting at all because good music making good music is making good music it, it, everybody has a team anyway so i'm not against that and if she can get her hands on i don't know how good she is at writing but if she can get her hands on good people to help her right she can sell anything she can mm -hmm. make a great rap album because mm -hmm. i just listening to some of the songs from here i'm really impressed with her ability to to make distinct um aggressive vocal deliveries and uh, her like just the way that she's the way that she's able to bounce around with her flows and change things up she's really like naturally talented at it you can tell um and she's super young so you can tell that there's a lot of a lot of improvement and a lot of potential to be had there but <laughs> that's the thing the the album feels like it feels like there's a lot of potential and that's about it it feels like somebody at the very start of proving themselves it feels like you know she wants to be this big female demigod in the world of rap and sort of shake things up and make a huge name for herself and women in the hip-hop world but this is not really the way to do it um making half of an album that's really lackluster 
has some not so inspiring features. They do. Like, like YG, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> 21. <laughs> um, you know, and and, uh, and kind of phoning it in on a few songs here is not really the way to um, to to make a splash in in the hip hop world, especially not in the trap hip hop world, because it's already hard to get out of that. So, I I, I hope that she's got a, a more solid creative vision after this. Um, I think that it's a good thing that the hype around this has gotten to where it is. I don't think it's accurate by any means i think that it's not like it's a positive thing but it's musically speaking i'm just like i really have a hard time seeing why people would feel like why like music critics would feel that strongly about it Mm -hmm. um so yeah this album's okay i'm i'm not mad about it i think that i was i definitely was like I don't know. I, it kind of met my expectations. The thing that 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 really got my attention was honestly just how great of a personality and and how uh, naturally talented that just Cardi B is at delivering rap. So that's 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 pretty much the biggest takeaway I've gotten from this. Um, I'm I'm at a five out of ten on it. Okay. I'm I'm yeah. I have a very hard time of going back to it other than like one or two songs. So day day. Not bad, but <laughs> right, yeah, my favorite. <laughs> very nice. Well done. I, I like yeah. those. Uh when you I, I gotta question something though. When you when you say you're not sure why, you know, music critics have praised it so much, are are you questioning the notion that Cardi B's remarkable debut places her without a doubt in the pantheon of great rappers. <laughs> Step aside, oh, no, no. Kendrick. Yeah. You and your right, Pulitzer yeah, yeah, Prize right, exactly. can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> have you heard uh I came here to ball is you nuts? Like they should have awarded the Pulitzer after this album came out and then we can yeah, talk they need to they need to give they need to strip that from from kendrick <laughs> and then just be like what are you kidding me did you not listen to that <laughs> <laughs> so okay i i'm at a six uh you're at a five so we did end up disagreeing on this record <laughs> right um, <laughs> drastically yeah six uh six, six um it's a average <laughs> of five and a half out of ten i don't think that's high enough for me to say that we recommend this record. Um, well, I don't think we really need to recommend it. This yeah. album, like, it, it's already like huge. Yeah, know? so right. it's like <laughs> I was gonna hold off on listening to this uh, Cardi B album, but I really wanted to see what these two white male indie music fans <laughs> were gonna say about it. Um, they seem like right. the club type. Yeah. This this dude that listens to mostly ambient music and heavy metal. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Did this dude just recommend me the new Portal record? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that's that's Cardi B Invasion of Privacy. Uh, we're not sure what we're doing next, but stay tuned because uh, it'll be a great podcast, I'm sure. Um, not to toot my own horn. <laughs> but to toot, but to toot my horn. I'm to, solely tuning your horn. 
uh, on this. Uh, our next podcast will be great solely because of Patrick. Hope you guys stick around. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. 21.